the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. The reason we're to leave vengeance to God is because God is God and let God be God and and vengeance is God's prerogative, and we're not in position to get vengeance right the way God is. Now, I do believe in incarceration. When you, when you do wrong, you should go to jail. But, but that's not really about punishment. It's, it's about, uh, for, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not really trying to judge you as much as you're unsafe and you're crazy. And we got to get you away from other folk. And the, the whole, I don't know how I got here, but... the. the <laughs> But what frightens me about today's prisons is you go in and you come out worse. You come out a better thief, a better, and and that's not, vengeance is God. So, 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 okay, let's keep going. So Absalom went into his father's concubine in the sight of all Israel. So Amnon raped Absalom's sister. But here, Absalom goes far further and molests his stepmothers. You see, for in the same way, Jesus said, you judge others, you will be judged. And with measure you use, it will be measured to you. He became the judge, and the judgment came back on him. You see, David never lost on the battlefield, but because he couldn't keep his zipper zipped, he lost his most important battle for his home. Second Samuel 18. And David numbered the people who were with him. So he left the palace. His son goes into the palace and sleeps with his, his concubines and his, his wives, if you will, and When the Bible says that the people were numbered, typically a king numbered because he's preparing to go to war. And it's it's prudent to assess your your resources before you take any type of military move. When you're in crisis, it's important to take stock. But notice, this is important. God judged David by allowing him to reap what he had sown in his family. 
but God still allowed him to fight back. You see, God may be disciplining you, and some of the things happening in this season may have something to do with God's hand. But let me tell you how the devil operates. He's not fair. Now, well, God very well may be spanking you, but while God is spanking you, Satan's trying to clock you, Satan's trying to stab you, Satan's trying to cut you. While God is doing his thing, he's trying to add to it to wound you forever. Do do you get what I'm saying? You may be wrong, but never let the devil take more than he should. Yeah. Do not just surrender, saying, well, God is mad at me, and this is my situation in life. God was dealing with David, but God still graced David to fight back. Keep watching. And David set captains of thousands and captains of hundreds over them. He divided his army into three divisions. He's still a great warrior under three generals, Joab, Abishai, and Ittai. Uh, let's go to verse 5. Now the king had commanded Joab, Abishai, and Ittai saying, watch this, deal gently for my sake with the young man Absalom. As horrible as Absalom behaved, David still loved his son. Every Absalom under the sound of my voice Your heavenly father still loves you. God still wants to protect you. Let him. David had to function as a king and deal with the threat to the nation. But it didn't diminish his love for his son as a father. And there are things God must deal with as our sovereign But that dealing will never negate his love for us as a father. Even in our our discipline, he wants to keep us safe. He just wants to train us and teach us and guide us. Deal gently for my sake with the young man. All of us have a little stupid hidden somewhere on the inside of us. And he was reminded, he's just a young man. Deal, he don't know nothing yet. So the people of Judah went out into the field of battle against Israel. And the battle was in the field of Ephraim. Civil wars are always the bloodiest wars. I think it was hundreds of thousands that were lost even in America's civil war. And those are the worst and the bloodiest. And and I'll tell you, as a pastor, you've not really begun to pastor until you face your first church split. Led by a friend. In this case, a son. Then the people of Israel were overthrown there before the servants of David. David fought back even in his judgment. Actually, in this period, when you go to the psalm, I don't remember if it's the sixth psalm or what psalm it is, we hear David praying to God and God answering him. So even in God dealing with you, God hears a sinner's prayer. David was victorious, but only after tremendous 
loss. This was horrific, but God was like, listen, David, don't start none, won't be none now. It didn't have to go like this. And a great slaughter of, watch this, 20,000 took place there that day. Death was everywhere, bodies strewn all over the place. For the battle there was scattered over the face of the whole countryside. In the woods, the woods devoured more people that day than the sword. Woods typically don't kill people. Though David had a lot of this coming, God still fought alongside him in unusual ways. So even after you fail as a father, fail as a leader, as a person, you can cry out to God and he will hear you. Now, there may be some consequences, but the God I know still knows how to take care of a brother, how to protect a, a, a young man, a, a young woman. You hear what I'm saying? Even though you may be reaping some of what you've sown, you still belong to God. Then Absalom met the servants of David. This says Absalom rode on, on a meal, important Figures in that time often rode mules. But watch this. The mule went under the thick boughs of the great terebinth tree. And his head caught in the terebinth. Now, we read about, you know, they would weigh his hair annually. And it weighed about five pounds. And it was about five feet long. And, and everyone, you know, went to this weighing because, you know, the Bible says he was unblemished. He was an extremely handsome, the most celebrated uh, man in the kingdom at that time. We also talked about the fact that hair represented vitality and strength in this time in history. You notice as you get older, your hair tends to get a little bit thinner. So, so thick hair represented, again, vitality and strength. And it seems that his long hair, I don't know what happened. Maybe his, his uh, bobby pin came out or his, I don't know. <laughs> or squinchy, I think that's what you call it. Y'all distracting me now. But it seems his long hair got stuck in the branches. His own strength, his own vitality is what killed him. What was his glory became his curse. A big head can take you to an early grave. Because no one is as empty as a person full of themselves. So here, the, the, the writer of the inspired text here kind of pauses and says, yeah, you know, he's, 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 you know, he's caught you know, by his head and his hair uh, in, in the branches. But then it goes on and explains a little bit. So he was left hanging between heaven and earth. So he, he, he became a, 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 a testimony. He, he was an example of what can happen to us when we live by our own strength. 
when we decide to take vengeance into our own hands. When you seek revenge, dig two graves. One for your target and one for yourself. Because ultimately it's going to wipe both of you out. Absalom killed Amnon, but his pride and his glory got him caught in the thicket and he himself died. But watch what happens next. And the mule which was under him went on. How many know mules aren't known for their smarts? But this unintelligent animal was smart enough not to let a fool keep riding its back given an option. That is a word for you. But watch the king. 20,000 dead in Israel because of his traitor of a son. The king said, is the young man Absalom safe? At first, you say, you know, this is criminal now. You should be concerned about what your, your son did. And I, I think he is on some level. But his sensibilities as a father overrode his sensibilities as a monarch. Our, our children may disappoint us, but they are still our children. Skip to 32. And the king said to the Cushite, let me say that better. The affections of a father overrode his sensibilities as a king. Love can be complicated. And sometimes God has to deal with us in a way that's hard. Not because his heart's not with us, but because he is a sovereign And he has a responsibility to the moral law of the universe. He has to uphold order. But as he does it, it breaks his very heart. And the king said to the Cushite, is the young man Absalom safe? You see, verses like this are the reason why David was called a man after God's own heart. Again, though God or David fought against Absalom as a monarch, he still loved him as a father loves a son. God is dealing with us as he must, but his heart is breaking as he does. So the Cushite answered, may the enemies of my Lord, the king, And all who rise against you to do harm, be like that young man. Then verse 33, already he's offended the generals around him. It's like, hey, you know, all them people dead, you're talking about your son. You know, hey, you're supposed to be leading the nation. Leave your personal stuff alone and at home. But the king couldn't handle it. The Bible says he was deeply moved. Hebrew, literally, he was trembling. He's physically, he, he, he couldn't handle what had just happened. 
And he begins to look for some privacy. And he went up on the chamber of the gate and wept. Sometimes all you can do is cry. Because he knew that his son stepped out into eternity in rebellion against his father and against his God. You know, those 20,000 men, yeah, many died in battle, but they went into Abraham's bosom. But Absalom stepped into eternity in rebellion against the Almighty. So he goes to the chamber over the gate, and he wept. And again, sometimes all you can do is cry. And as he went... He didn't care what the generals were saying. He didn't care what the people were saying. He said, oh, my son, Absalom, my son. Lips trembling. Snot dripping. Throwing dirt in the air, probably tearing his garment, probably pulling on his own hair. My son, Absalom. He knew that his son had died in rebellion. And the grief that struck David, he could not hide. And the Bible takes pain to record because that's how God would feel about any of us stepping into eternity in rebellion against God. And then David, a man after God's own heart, he says this, he said, if only I had died in your place. A parent sees a child in the hospital, especially a young child, you know, tubes hooked up, pain, and, you know, and you, you, just, you just, Lord, could I just take their place? That's the cry of any parent's heart. You know, you hear about something that happened to your child in school. You're like, Lord, can I just possess his body or her body for a moment and go deal with them stupid kids that they're dealing with at school just for a moment? That's the heart of a parent. And when Jesus, he he had a revelation like none other. Throughout the Old Testament, he's called Jehovah. Some say Yahweh, Adonai, Lord Sabbath, all these different names. But Jesus said, when you pray, you say, our Father. Jesus called God Father. Because to truly get a revelation of God, you got to know a Father's love. So now we have the king, the dignified individual in expensive garments and and the person everyone's looking at that stands out in the crowd, trembling and weeping, saying, if only I had died in your place. You see, David was a sinner himself and he was helpless to atone for Absalom. But thank God our heavenly father had no such limitations. 1,000 years later on Golgotha's hill, God did what David's heart cried for. 
Oh, my son, Absalom, my son. If only I had died in a place. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son, my son. God weeps for you. God cares for you. God literally cries for you. And passages like this help us see the mind and heart of God. Years ago when I was in college, I gave my life to Jesus and I started living holy and all that good stuff. And I remember there was another guy that was part of the same campus fellowship. And, you know, I went over to his dorm and I, I, I knocked. But I heard some things behind the door. And I don't even think this was a, it did matter. I guess it was something about him, but I think God was trying to show me. And I knew what was happening behind the door. And I cannot explain the sadness, the sorrow, and the hurt that gripped me. What God allowed me to do is feel what it's like to love somebody. Abusing themselves, harming themselves, and hurting another. And I have remembered that all the days of my life. And it's not so much I'm trying to be a goody-goody. I just don't want to hurt him the way I felt that pain that day. And David now is gripped by the Holy Spirit. You got to be sure of that. And he's weeping for his son, Absalom, my son, my son. It was too late for Absalom. He died in rebellion. He went to his fate. So all that was left was for his daddy to cry. My prayer is when you and I, everyone live streaming, everyone in this room, get to that place where we step from time and space into eternity. That God is not holding his face. Saying, oh, Absalom, my image bearer, my son, my son. My prayer is that when I step outside of this life into the next, I step into my reward, into his presence, into fullness of joy, into deeper communion, deeper fellowship. Because my own strength and my my own glory, my own power, I didn't get mesmerized by it. I didn't let it hang me up on a tree somewhere. But I looked to Jesus who himself was hung on a tree on my behalf, who took my punishment and my shame. And because I look to him in life, I live. My prayer today is that each of us in this room, and I'm done early, would... Let go of your own vengeance. The Bible says, vengeance in my eye will repay. Let me have, you will overdo it, you will mess it up. You will mess it up. Let me do it. Let go of your offenses. It wasn't right what happened to Tamar. It was the worst kind of evil. But let go and leave it to God. 
Also, as I said, let go of your natural glory. Thank God for your hair. Thank God for your strengths. But ultimately, it's only God that can win that battle for you. And you need to make sure you're aligned with the God of the universe and turn your heart to God while you can. Absalom was the greatest pain in David's life. And my prayer is that you and I would bring joy to the Father's face. That we would not be the cause for weeping and sorrow. But when he sees us walk into a room, you know, his chest fills up and his little face lights up. Not because we're perfect, but because we're his and we love him and there's relationship, there's fellowship. Whenever you go your own way, you are rebelling against God. You might not see it as a big deal, but when God says left and you go right, Absalom, Absalom, oh my son, my son. God is calling each of us to walk a little bit more straightly. Leave vengeance to God. Stop trying to get even with people. Stop trying to pull them down in secret and, and do stuff to get back. Leave it to God because all it does is make you look small. Leave it to God. He will repay and he will handle your situation. Did you get anything out of that today? This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.